listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Okay, we are live. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Faraz here. Zach's here. Let us hear it, guys. Did you yep. win? Are you in the process of winning? Do you have Joe Burrow tonight? Do you have Josh Allen tonight? Do you have Stephon Diggs, Joe Mixon? Jamar There's Chase. a lot yeah. riding on Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. Oh, man, it's too many. Too many. Uh, a lot of fantasy, uh, big fantasy names tonight with the Bills and Bengals. Uh, this has, you know, shootout written all over it. Yeah. But so do the Packers and Vikings. That also <laughs> had, uh, you know, that didn't quite go as planned. That no. game, right? It didn't materialize. Um, not at all. Not at all. But if you're listening to this, I hope you're listening with a with a win in hand. You know, hopefully there's a bunch of champions listening to this, okay? Because it, and you're listening because you want to hear more about how you know this week went. If you yeah. lost, you might not be in the best mood today, and I totally understand that. Okay, yeah. I'm looking okay in our league. Yeah, no, you know? no, we, looking, we had a. Uh, we had, um, you know, so I'm in the championship in our league that we have together, the only league that matters, and looking okay, Zach. We're looking yeah. okay today. No, I mean, I, I think you look really good. The way I always look at these games where it's like, you know, one player versus one or two other players, that kind of thing, it's like you have to put it in terms where it, like, seems super optimistic. It's like Joe Burrow just has to outscore Joe Mixon with a nine-point lead, and that's what it is yeah. for you tonight. So it's right. like he has a nine-point cushion. Like, he can't lose right <laughs> joe mixon hey. hasn't had the workload since he put up those 55 points what was it week 11 i think yeah. that's what it was so the odds of him getting back to that i don't think they're very high he's not going to have any type of workload that's going to get him those points where he's outscoring joe burrow by nine points if it's a shootout you know i think you might be in very solid shape very good chances to win you know th- th- this league this is the first time um that so so we put together this league this year right handpicked everybody because it's like you know you want a competitive league you want people who are cool you know and i feel like this year went by really well like it's a competitive league no complainers everyone was chilling you know what i'm saying like it was no 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 bs uh we could have talked a little bit more shit but i guess as people know each other more as the years go on it'll happen right right um but, you know, we're talking about something not so likely to happen, and that's Joe Mixon having a huge game tonight. But another thing that wasn't so likely to happen was Mike Evans. Yeah. <laughs> Two guys <laughs> on the Bucks who have not come through, but all of a sudden come through. Uh, hopefully not on your bench, Mike Evans and Tom Brady. Like, you got to be kidding me, man. Chances you know? are. This was to win you out of your consolation bracket if you've had Mike Evans or Tom Brady on your team because they've been doing nothing all season. 10 catches, 207 yards, and three touchdowns. Like, talk about regression catching up. Like, You know, not the regression candidate that I was expecting to go off in championship week, right? Like, I can't imagine how many people had Mike Evans on their bench because they're just like, I can't trust this guy. Right? You 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 had some sort of decent option. You're like, I'm going to roll him over Mike Evans because probably have more upside. You're talking about an offense who hasn't been able to score points. And then right. Tom Brady, 432 passing yards, three touchdowns, a rushing touchdown. <laughs> you know, and you look at what the Panthers did last week. 
right? They handled the Lions easily, mm-hmm. right? And then they allowed Tom Brady and Mike Evans to just go ham. If yeah. you had either of these guys in your lineup this week, luckily, right? Because you would have to have be in some dire straits to have Tom Brady or Mike Evans in your lineup this week. Right. You're probably taking home the trophy if that yeah. was the case. Yeah, if you were in your championship, that is. Like I said, you probably wouldn't. Of course. Yeah, like for me, I definitely would have been winning my way out of a consolation bracket. You know what I'm saying? That kind of <laughs> thing. But um, yeah, this was just crazy. I couldn't believe it. I thought this was a pretty good matchup. You know, they were going against the Panthers who have a pretty good defense. And if you watch the game, you know, it was literally the Tom Brady and Mike Evans show. I mean, Chris Godwin had, you know, 120 yards on nine, nine targets, nine catches. But outside of that, like, there wasn't anybody else doing anything for the Buccaneers. And the Panthers actually had two, I think, 10-point leads in this game. Yeah. So it's like the Panthers were in control. They just completely let go of Tom Brady and Mike Evans, and they finally connected on not one, not two, but three deep touchdowns. It's like, it was just crazy. I, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I, 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 This is just like a season's worth of production, you know, from Mike Evans. What, just something close to what we wanted to see from him all season, all materialized in this week 17 matchup and he hit a thousand yards again this season so he has nine straight thousand yard seasons um it sure didn't feel like it. it's not going to feel like it even after this performance like mike evans was like a great fantasy receiver even though he did hit those thousand yards he's been super reliable in that department uh but this was a nice you know at least he redeemed himself if you made it all the way to the championship with him and, and there's a chance like you said that he was riding on your bench how bad right. would that feel like i couldn't imagine that because if you lost in your championship game and Mike Evans was on your bench, yeah, all you have to do is just play him, and you probably would have won. Yeah, but right? listen, there was reason after reason after reason not to start him because yeah. he was missing on all cylinders. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nothing was working. I'll say this, though. He's no stranger to winning people championship games because in 2020, he had a 10 for 181 and two-touchdown game in Week 16 championship week in 2020 i was on the receiving end of that unfortunately in two leagues (laughs) and i lost because of that uh so yeah he's no he's no stranger to that um and then last year he also gets it done the week before in the semifinals so he kind of comes through at times during you know when it comes down to it but yeah you know it it was a tough one man if you have money bench i'm feeling for you i really yeah Being on the receiving end of a Mike Evans championship or playoff performance, you know, it's the only reason you could pull a stat like that because it's just ingrained in your mind. <laughs> Nobody 100%. forgets fantasy football beatdowns by single players. Like that's true. It's just a terrible. Alan Kamara, you know, did it to yep. me that same year. Mike Evans. I had too. him. I had him in my yeah. one league. So that there was fantastic. Go. It was on Christmas, like a Christmas present. I couldn't believe yeah, it. Yeah, it was on. <laughs> I wasn't even watching the game, but I was just watching the box score roll up, and I was like. Oh, he has a touchdown, two touchdowns, three touchdowns. Like, it got to six touchdowns. It's like, you're kidding yeah. me, dude. This is great. Unbelievable, man. Um, and by the way, in that same game, DJ Moore also coming through big time. Six for yeah. 117 and a touchdown. DJ Moore, man, fantasy football playoff hero this year. He was a yeah. wide receiver six from weeks 15 to 17, and he was consistent. Every single game, he was getting it done near 20 points in PPR. Mm-hmm. And a touchdown in each game, you know, yeah. and, and three good matchups, you know, Pittsburgh, Detroit, Tampa Bay in terms of fancy points allowed. But, um, yeah, you can't really discount that the way that Sam Darnold was playing, too. It looked like they had a little connection going there. 
Um, uh, we were never worried about DJ Moore and the talent. It's always been the quarterback situation, but look what he can do with just steady quarterback play. If they can get an actual quarterback there in Carolina, imagine what his stock would do. You know, maybe like maybe Baker Mayfield. Season. Yeah, maybe like Baker Mayfield, something like that. <laughs> now Derek Carr is coming to town, and then we're going to be doing that whole thing again with like we, like we did with Devonte Adams this year, who you know, oh, we'll be man. talking about later in the show. Devonte Adams, Devonte. Adams. <laughs> you just, you know what? Let's just talk about that right now. All right, you okay. want to do it? Yeah. He Devontae Adams, man, he had zero problems with Jazz. I Stidham. couldn't believe the way this game went. Like, it was so great to watch. I watched this game. This was the one I I was tuned in on. It was even a, with it was Red a Zone, great game. Tuned into it. It was so fantastic. <laughs> I couldn't believe. It. Jared Stidham going toe to toe with the 49ers the entire game. Yeah, only two quarterbacks have thrown for 300 yards against the 49ers this year: Patrick Mahomes and Jared Stidham. <laughs> only two quarterbacks have thrown three touchdowns. Against the 49ers this year, Patrick Mahomes and Jazz Stidham. <laughs> okay. I, I would say the way that the offense was playing, you know, in overtime, I wouldn't have been surprised. He should have thrown for four if he wasn't hit when he was releasing that one pass. Because right. right. he was going to Devontae Adams. He was using Devontae Adams like we wanted him to be used all season. I couldn't believe it. You know, we've been worried about, we were worried going into the week about whether he'd have enough volume touches or even just snaps, you know, to yeah. be relevant this week. And now um, Josh McDaniels is probably kicking himself. For not starting, oh, it's called Jarrett Stidham over Derek Carl's season. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Seven for 153 and two touchdowns on 11 targets for Devonta Adams. There was no wrestling starters in this one, <laughs> no. right? Like Actually, it was only Derek Carr. Yeah, and we saw Josh Jacobs. Did he go out with an injury and come back? Like he did. Yeah. So there weren't resting anybody by any stretch of the word. Exactly. He got banged up, but he came back in. Like they were just like, no, 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 we need you. Yeah, <laughs> you got two games left, buddy. <laughs> You're gonna yeah. be and he was just fine. He ended up scoring a touchdown. Like, you know, he caught a few balls. Like, hopefully, you didn't get too cute with them either. Of them this week. Like, I was definitely yeah. a little hesitant to play Josh Jacobs this week, um, if I had other decent options, right? Yep. And like that Ian Rappaport tweet, you know, really threw me off, right? Oh, because that happens like, every week, though. You know, those tweets that just randomly throw you off. Like, oh, somebody's getting the start this week, and then they get two touches. So it's like, you know. Yeah, it, it was it was it was bad. So you know, if you started either your studs on the Raiders, they, it worked out. Yeah, it didn't look like that fans that defense was just, that was just shutting everybody down. You know what I'm saying? Like the 49ers defense actually got gashed by Jared Stidham. It's just hilarious. And of course, if anybody's going to going to do it, it's gonna be Devontae Adams. Um, but Josh Jacobs came through also, like you said. I would understand more. You know, if somebody said, oh, I started Josh Jacobs and he didn't, you know, he ended up coming through anyway. Then if somebody said, oh, I didn't start Devontae Adams, you know, right. because Devontae Adams, even as, you know, even with Jared Stidham at quarterback and, you know, all the questions surrounding the Raiders, like you can't ever not start Devontae Adams. You can't bench him, I don't think, in any situation. And obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, and we were worried about this going into the week, but I don't think there's ever a situation where you, you bench him if he's healthy. I went up against Daniel Jones this week, but I, I think, you know, like we talked about, I might be able to recover that, you know, yeah. from that as long as Joe Burrow has a good game tonight. But Jones threw for two touchdowns. He ran for 91 yards and another two touchdowns on the ground. Looks like he was the streaming quarterback to play this week. And if you were able to, lucky enough to have him in your lineup, you probably won yourself a fantasy championship. Yeah, no, he's... This is the type of game you'll see from him. You know, it's weird. I think he had a stat line just like this at the end of the year in his rookie season against yeah. the Buccaneers. If you remember, that was his first start. He ended up throwing for four touchdowns. He had four total touchdowns, something like this. Right. And it just reminded me of that performance. 
because they they smoked Indianapolis and everybody's smoking Indianapolis nowadays. But, you know, this was really good. It looks like Daniel Jones and it was Indianapolis. Like I said, he could be a starting quarterback. You know, obviously, it looks like they might have plans to bring Daniel Jones back. Um, if this is the type of I mean, obviously, this was a you know high scoring game for him. If this is the type of game that is possible with him paired with the rushing floor that he offers. Is he a low-end QB1 maybe moving into next season if, you know, the weapons stay relatively the same? Or maybe they get somebody on the outside, you know, even better for him as a wide receiver. Well, apparently they believe in him because the reports are that they're going to be, they're going to try and work out a deal, a long-term deal with Daniel Jones. Right. You know, going into next, going this offseason. Did you so see that's the clip? Be very interesting. Did you see the clip they had of Brian DeBall, um looking at Daniel Jones? Um, what's called coming off the field, going to the sideline and say, get somebody – that loves you like Daniel Jones. Right. It looks at you like Daniel Jones is looked at by Brian DeBall, something like that. Right, like, right, exactly. It yeah. looks like he's, you know, perfectly at home, Brian DeBall, and at peace with the idea of having Daniel Jones as his quarterback. Because maybe he reminds him of Josh Allen Light, you know, because they're both big quarterbacks that can move. You know, obviously he doesn't have the arm of Josh Allen, but I think Brian DeBall can make it work, it looks like, at this point. What if Daniel Jones gets his Stefan Diggs? What happens? That's, yeah, right? that's interesting. Because when did Josh J- when did Josh Allen like get to the Break next out. level? When he got his true number one wide receiver. Yeah, and that's the I, one- can, I can see that happening this year. I mean, look at these guys that just look at what happened this week, right? Like we've been talking about Richie James this week, you know, as yep. the Giants wide receiver to start, right? And he came through, very solid game, seven for seventy six and a touchdown, right? Yep. Like these wide I- receivers, he's he's making do. With no name wide receivers this year, yeah, and that I think partially has to do with coaching, um, but also Daniel Jones also stepping it up and you know taking it to another level. Obviously not Josh Allen, but higher than he has been playing um, in his career. The turnovers are no longer really an issue for Daniel Jones. He's doing a good job protecting the ball, at least compared to what he was at the beginning of his career. But like you said, I think Richie James, like Richie James, and Isaiah Hodgins will be on the team. I think maybe next year. <laughs> you know, it looks like they're going to be solid wide receivers. They could get somebody in front of them. They could be good plays too in terms of wide receivers, you know, being fantasy relevant next season. There's no reason to think they can't be with Daniel Jones at quarterback because he's obviously comfortable throwing to them. Um, I think you might be onto something, like you said, if he gets someone on the outside or a, a big name receiver, whether that's through the draft or free agency or trade, I'm not sure how they're going to go about it. But with Saquon Barkley still there, if they can lock him down with Daniel Jones, I think low end QB one, maybe even a solid QB one next season if, if the offense can take another step forward. And I think that's definitely possible with Brian DeBowl at head coach because he's an offensive guy and I think that he can you know raise the level of this offense even higher take it up another notch 100% and you know we can't you know discount Kafka as well coming over from the Chiefs like there, there was a few things that we talked about before this season right you know with with with, with him come, with uh Dable coming over from Buffalo like there were a few things that pointed in the direction of Daniel Jones you know having a decent year and you know this was like the icing on the cake right here in your championship yeah. week um Saquon Barkley, though, did not help you this week at all. No. 7.3 PPR fantasy points. Absolutely brutal. Uh, you know, the Giants went up, and Matt Breida and Gary Brightwell ended up coming in spelling Saquon. So not ideal there. Yeah. Um, hopefully I mean, you were able to overcome that one, but that's not – that. it does kind of suck, though. Yeah, <laughs> no it sucks. It. That's It's not a Saquon Barkley problem. Like you said, it's a game script problem. It's just when the team goes up like that, they're not going to keep the starters in, especially when they're playing to get into the playoffs. You know, Saquon Barkley, just, he, there was no need for him to be on the field. I don't blame the Giants for doing what they did, but it's just tough seeing Daniel Jones go for 36 points and having Saquon have seven. Like, you got to figure something. Some of those points 
We'll be going to Saquon, even in the receiving game. He had negative receiving yardage in this game. Going back to that 49ers-Raiders game real quick, of course, the true number one overall pick, Christian McCaffrey, (laughs) was going to come through for us. No, the true 101, okay? It was only one true 101. Right. That was Christian McCaffrey. 193 yards and a touchdown. And guess who didn't miss one game this year? This injury-prone running back who did not miss one game this year, blah, blah, blah. Now finishing as the overall RB2 in fantasy, okay? So for all the people who could not fathom to take McCaffrey at number one, he is a huge reason you might be winning your league today if you had the balls to take him at the 101. Yeah, definitely. And the thing is, I think if he had a full season in San Francisco, I think he's easily the 101. You know, obviously he was good on the Panthers, but he didn't have that ceiling. And now he's hitting that ceiling with the 49ers. They have the perfect quarterback for Christian McCaffrey to get it done. And Brock Purdy's no slouch. You know, it's not like he can't throw the ball downfield. We just saw it yesterday. But he's been consistent. He targets the running backs. He's doing everything he needs to do, getting the ball in the hands of his playmakers. Christian McCaffrey, obviously the best on that team. Um, Do you think he's a one-on-one next year? I say yes. And I think that's like uh, flying colors, yes. I mean, I don't think there's anybody else he could take over him. So I think he's the one-on-one. That's what we're looking at again next season. Assuming nothing changes, I don't think they're going to draft any running backs or do add anybody to that room that's going to take away his touches. Um, even if he doesn't get, you know, a full complement of snaps, um, it seems like he can get it done regardless. So I like Christian McCaffrey next season as a one-on-one, but definitely this game. Talk about coming through. Like he looked really good again. Um, is it any surprise to us now? But yeah, you're definitely living it up if you took Christian McCaffrey this season. Yeah, I feel good. Because I was I was pounding the table for this, and yeah, you know, and, uh, the the amount of pushback that people have given me over that, it was more pushback than anything else. Yeah, that I've but said look, this off season. Look back at this now. I know hindsight's twenty twenty. How stupid? And I'm not saying people are stupid, <laughs> but how stupid do people sound betting on an injury that this guy is going to get injured? You know that he uh, look, has. Look been, at Jonathan Taylor. Look yeah. at Jonathan Taylor. He right. was hurt multiple times this year. Yeah. Look at Saquon. Saquon but played yeah. all year. What was the principal argument for people against Chris, Christian McCaffrey? It was the injury history. It's like, yeah. how do you bet on an injury with a guy that's this talented? <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, and, and at the end of the day, you know, it was like, look at the injuries themselves. Look a little bit deeper. These weren't catastrophic injuries. They weren't knee injuries, right? They weren't like foot injuries, lower body injuries, you know, hamstring and, you know, like shoulder and like you know, injuries that you can get over. You know what I'm saying? So, right. yeah. Anyway, just wanted to throw, throw that out real there. quick. <laughs> I really didn't see this game coming from Brandon Ayuk this week. Nine for yeah, 101 no, in the touchdown. You know, Brock Purdy, man. Two touchdown passes in five straight games now. Uh, I, I didn't see this game script. Like, we were talking about it, right? Like, I didn't yeah. think the 49ers would need to throw a whole lot in this game. The Raiders withstood them. Like, they kept it competitive, and Ayuk went off. Uh, Kittle actually took a little bit of a back seat in this one. Right, not something that I expected either. Right. Uh, he caught that touchdown, but didn't do a whole lot else. Right, um, but yeah, man, you know it goes to show, man. Brandon Ayuk is just a really, really good wide receiver. Right, if they get any sort of you know good quarterback play, like Ayuk is going to get it done. And, they had you know, that, yeah. And, and right now, Brock Purdy, he's just getting it done straight up. That's it. Brock Purdy's in a perfect situation. <laughs> you just look at it like good wide receivers. Fantastic running back. Very very good tight end. Good offensive line. Fantastic defense. Like It's going to be easier for him 
in the 49ers offense with the defense that they have there in San Francisco than in any other team, I think, for him to do what he's doing. And he's doing exactly what he's being asked to do. Keep in mind, Brock Purdy had, I think it was like 49 passing yards halfway through the second quarter. He didn't throw hardly at all, at least in terms of yardage. And Brandon Ayuk had one catch for like three yards and a touchdown um, going in this like halfway through the second quarter. On the last drive um, to get it tied, to take the lead, it was to take the lead before the game went to overtime. Brandon Ayuk had like four catches for 50 yards. Like that was humongous for his fantasy day. Obviously, he would have been fine otherwise. He was having a good game with Brock Purdy by his own standards because he's been pretty quiet the past couple weeks since Brandon, not Brandon, Brock Purdy has been a quarterback. But he just dialed right into Brandon Ayuk. I think he had four catches on five targets out of six total plays that they ran. So he was dialed into Brandon Ayuk. He, he can get it done. It looks like Brandon Ayuk's a really good receiver. I'm not sure uh, what the situation is going to be at quarterback for next season. But I think regardless, we have to be interested in Brandon Ayuk, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, Trey Lance is going to be the quarterback. You think so? Call, I think so. Okay, okay. Just hypothetical. If Brock Purdy goes to the Super Bowl, and I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if Brock Purdy goes to the Super Bowl, do you think there's questions? Like, maybe we trade Trey Lance? There's <laughs> going to be a ton of off-season questions. Yes. Yeah. I, I think that would be a serious I consideration still think for me. Trey Lance is going to start week one. All right. All right, we'll see. I, I still, there's so I still much to happen in between case. now and then. I know. There is. But, there is. Yeah, and I, This is the early call. This is yeah. the early call. I, that's probably the safest bet. I mean, yeah. you look at it, even just, even if Brock Purdy ends up winning the Super Bowl with them. Okay, my my pick would change if Brock Purdy goes if he goes to the Super Bowl. I think there's a question. <laughs> there's going to be <laughs> questions. He, Ain't no doubt about that. I would look at I would look at it like okay, Trey Lance. Obviously, we haven't seen a whole lot, but with Brock Purdy, you can just obviously be a Super Bowl contender now. I wonder if we can't get first round picks for Trey Lance if you go trade him to a team that needs a quarterback. Like Trey Lance is the next one, you know, with like you know talking about doubting CMC. Talking about doubting Jalen Hurts, talking about doubting AJ Brown, talking about doubting, doubting all these people, he's the next one. All right, I feel like he's the next one that where people are just going to count him out, and he's going to come through. All right, I don't know. Let's I have see. the feeling. All right, the number one running back in fantasy football this year, Austin Eckler, of course, the man of the people. He's going to come through Championship Week. He was the overall RB one in Championship Week as well. The dude has been killing it all year. And came through. He knew exactly what he was doing, right? Yeah. He's extremely aware of fantasy championship week, right? He had one of his best games of the season for the people. He put out a post on Instagram, like a couple days ago, like early in the weekend, saying that he'll be good to go for the fantasy championship, like with his championship belt in hand. Yeah. So he, he's just the man. Like there's no other player who embraces fantasy football like Austin Eckler. Like he's literally on a fantasy football podcast every week. So right. you know. He embraces it and he comes through. Like with every touchdown that he scored yesterday, he scored two touchdowns on the ground. He literally like is thinking about all the fantasy championships that he's winning. People, right? Yeah, this is like <laughs> you said it. I put the I put it in the graphic here. He's like the CEO of fantasy football. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like this guy, he's he's fantastic as a player for fantasy football, but also just you know he plays fantasy fo- football. He knows what's going on. He's the anti Miles Sanders. And that's fantastic, you know, because he's right. super consistent, <laughs> super good production. And he knows that the fantasy community is relying on him. And giving us the early injury update, you know, like you said earlier in the week, not leaving any doubt he's going to play. And not only that, but coming through, not just one touchdown, but two touchdowns and 100 yards on the ground. That was the second highest yardage total of the season in terms of rushing yards. You know, there's not much more you can ask for, for out of your running back one. 
um, and Austin Eckler. This was just a great performance. Like you said, it's awesome seeing him succeed because when he succeeds, we succeed, succeed, and he does very well, and he's very happy about it. You pretty much summed it up right there, Austin Eckler. He is the man. And this is a three-way uh, three-way timeshare in this game. Like, uh, right. there were three there were three total running backs who got a ton of ton of touches in this game. <laughs> okay, yep. so like he still came through regardless. It didn't even matter. You look at it. Larry Roundtree had ten carries, just as many as Austin Eckler. Yeah, but he had absolutely terrible. Yeah, he had, he had how many fewer yards? One hundred seven fewer yards. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's a big difference. <laughs> yeah. So not not the crap on Larry Roundtree, but Austin Eckler's that dude. Twenty four hundred Sports is an Odyssey company.